August 28, 2023, we're in Masechet If you come from the bottom of the Amud up, it's four lines up. The Gemara toward the end of the line says, If you recall, the Mishnah was describing for us in its continued conversation about Tehumin, about the Isur of uh, both traveling but as well carrying items outside of the Tehum on Shabbat on Yom Tov. And the next stage in its development of these halachot was with regards to water. What's the halacha with regards to collected water or streaming water? Those are the halachot that we've addressed until now. Toward the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that if you're dealing with a well or a pit which was dug by Ole Bavel, by those who are going from Bavel up to Eris Israel, the halacha with regards to the water which is drawn is loosely translated as the status of ownership is the person who drew it. That's the halacha. In terms of the technical details, it means that the amount that the person who drew it is allowed to walk based on their situation when Shabbat, when Yom Tov began, well, that's going to be the status of this water as well, as opposed to uh, perhaps the person who filled it with the water or someone else who took the water from them. That would be the halacha with regards to this uh, circumstance in our Mishnah. Now again, uh, what was the reasoning that underlay this case of the, uh, the bor of Ole Bavel? The reasoning, as we discussed, is that this pit, that this well of water is hefker, it's ownerless. And as a result, anyone who draws water from it, it becomes theirs. The status and stature in terms of ownership is theirs. The Gemara now questions, the Gemara says, itmar. Itmar means it was a following statement in the Midrash. We began this at the very end of the class on Friday. What if the circumstance is not, as we described until now, that I happen upon or I uh, know about it and I come to this well and I draw the water, such a circumstance, it's clearly status mine with regards to Tehomin, but I come to it and I purposefully draw the water, not with intention about myself and then I decide, hey, Charles, want to share with me? Instead, I have in mind, I'm going to take for you, Charles. Maybe you even sent me to go take from it. Great. Even better. Eli says, it's for an elder. There's no question. Nobody asked me to. I brought it back to the elder. It's clear I wasn't taking it for myself. In such a circumstance, what's the halakha with regards to the water that was drawn? So you might say, quite simple. Uh, one of two ways. Uh, that's why it's not so simple. Either, uh, fundamentally, it's mine. We'll discuss that in the Gemara in a moment. Alternatively, well, I had the purposeful intention of drawing it for the other person. Maybe, in turn, my drawing uh, makes it theirs. That's what the Gemara really is going to search for. What's the underlying machloket over here? Because we'll see two opinions very quickly. What's the halakha? Rav Nachman Amar, keragle mishinit maleu. Lo. The halakha is that with regards to my drawing for another, for the elder, maybe for Charles, for someone else, in such a circumstance, the status of ownership is the person that it was drawn for. Rashi fills in the gap. He says we're really dealing with a fundamental principle in Talmud called zachin adam shelo befanav. I can be zocher, I can acquire something for you even without your knowledge, uh, even without your intentionality, which is an amazing thing we know from elsewhere in the Kemara. Over here, this is what's called zachin. I will be uh, meriting, but more than meriting, I'll make, be making an acquisition on your behalf, even with, but certainly with, or even without, and certainly with, your understanding and knowledge of that, and as a result, it was never mine. I drew it, it was immediately yours. Alternatively, Rav Sheshat Amar, 
keragle hamemale. Rav Sheshat says, no, even though we have the principle of Zachin Adam Shalob Befanav, we wouldn't apply it over here. We'd instead say, it's mine fundamentally with regards to Tehumin. Why is it mine? Not Charles, not the elderly person that I gave it to. Rashi, importantly, fills in the gaps on this one as well. Four lines from the bottom in Rashi, Rav Sheshat Savar, mm, too quick for us to read this. Okay, so I think we're supposed to not be certain yet as to why Rav Sheshat said that. Let's fill it out now in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, what's the mahluk, what's the dispute that underlies these two opinions? Because after all, Rav Nachman made a lot of sense. Zachin, you'll do a zikhut for the other person. You'll merit and acquire that water for them, and in turn, it's theirs. Why did Rav Sheshat argue differently? Explains the Gemara, What is it that they are split on? What's the source, the foundation of this mahlokit? What really divides them? We know the two opinions. What's the underlaid, uh, what's the, the fine print underneath? Mor savar bira dehefkerahu. The first opinion, that opinion of Rav Nachman, who said that it's keragle mishenit maleulo, his opinion is that the status of this uh, water is, um, is it, uh, excuse me, uh, let's go. The Gemara says there's a mahloket over here. What are the two opinions? One opinion, we're not going to fill in yet who says what. One opinion says it's kehefker, this, uh, this, it's ownerless, and in turn, since it's ownerless, we'll have to fill in why that makes a difference. Umor savar bira de shutafehu. Alternatively, the other opinion maintains, it's not that it's ownerless, it's that the ole bavel, keep in mind, they're the ones who drew this, they established it as such, the water, that everyone has a partnership in it. Uh, well, how do we break down these opinions? How are they relevant to the two opinions that we mentioned earlier? Let me repeat it again. We have two opinions with regards to if I draw the water for another person, what's the status of that water? Says the Gemara, those two opinions are divided on what is the nature of the water in this pit? Is it hefkeir, ownerless? Or is it alternatively a multi-person, a hundreds and thousands, if not millions of partnership in this water? You have a stake in it, you have a stake in it, we all have a stake in it. Why does that make a difference with regards to our issues? Let's take a look at Rashi, Rav Sheshat Savar Bira de Hefkerahu. Rav Sheshat, who was the second opinion, the opinion who said it, it has the status of the person who drew it, and he doesn't automatically transfer ownership to the other. His opinion, in turn, says Rashi in interpreting our Gemara, is that the bira, that pit, is hefker. When they dug it initially, they made it ownerless. How so? going to take us on a journey to Masechet Bava Metziah and in turn to legal issues over there, but here's how it goes and we'll apply it very quickly afterwards. The halakha is, generally speaking, if I'm walking in the street and I see something which is called a Messiah, the second chapter of Masechet Bava Metziah is called Elu Messiot. A Messiah means something that's lost. Something that's lost and has no signs on it and has no trappings of its initial owner, it in turn is deemed, based on circumstances, ownerless. I can pick it up, put it in my pocket, it's mine. Uh, excuse me, it's mine. It becomes mine. I found a, a book on the floor, had no signs, it's mine. Okay. Alternatively, what if I want to pick it up for you? 
My intention is to give it to you. Now, again, I'm not, if I pick it up for myself and then bestow it as a gift to you, no question. What about in the initial picking it up, I have intention for you to acquire it? Well, we said, Zachin Adam In a situation of mitziah, we draw the line. In a situation where the lost item is there, ownerless on the ground, we draw the line. Why do we draw the line? The answer is because although I'm meriting for you, I'm demeriting others. Although I'm acquiring this for the person I have in mind, everyone else loses out through my action of acquisition. Now, if I'm doing it for myself, no problem. If I'm doing it for another person, this mechanism called zachin adam shiloh befanav, this mechanism of acquiring for another person, is only effective if it's 100% what's called zechut. It's 100% positive. Over here, it might be 50% positive because of you, but everyone else, actually a higher percentage, loses it out. The fact that others now lost their opportunity to acquire this because it was ownerless is considered a chava, is considered the opposite of zechut. So although I have positive interest and actions for you in acquiring it for you, everyone else who had potential, we walked into the room, we saw that in the middle of the room, everybody was eyeing it. I quickly went and snatched this, I'm acquiring this for Charles. In such a circumstance, everybody else lost out. That doesn't work. If I'm doing it for myself, it does. That's the way this principle works of zakhin la'adam. It's nothing. If you did it for someone else, it's nothing. It's not even yours. It's, it's a faulty acquisition. Someone else can now grab it for themselves. So if I see it as it depends on the floor, and I have the other floor like this, I think to her, do you want any? That's okay, because you picked it up for yourself, no, and then yeah. you're giving it to me. No, I got, no, I got two for myself. Do you want any? No, can't do that, Jeffrey. You're saying, is it only Shalom Bifa? Is it only Shalom? No, you can't do that for me. You can't acquire. And then, and then give it to me. Correct. Correct, loophole, but you can't. Correct. The other example that the Gemara over there gives, and Rashi's next words, is also in halachic world a very relevant case. It's the following. I have someone who owes me money. I owes me uh, $10,000. Now the halakha is, if I see that money, if I find a way to seize that money, because his pay date came, I can be tofes. I can go and grab it and it's mine. Uh, so Eli, you're taking a walk. What? From the guy. If it's rightfully a circumstance where he already owes you the, you're taking a walk and you bump into the guy and the guy is carrying merchandise. And he said, you know, I know you owe Harari a lot of money. This is it's true. Fadal, go take it for Harari. So you pick up in that moment ten thousand dollars merchandise, bringing it back with me in mind immediately. If the person owes other people money, meaning Sharon wanted to grab also ten thousand, now he lost his opportunity. Your taking it for me is ineffective. Zechiah, in short, only works when it's a hundred percent zechut, when it's a hundred percent meriting for one and not demeriting another. That's the halakha. Right, I could collect for myself. You can't collect it for me because it's tofes lebaal chov. Listen to the words. You're grabbing for the guy who's owed the money. Bemakom in a circumstance that she's quoting this case, shehav le'achirim, where it's going to demer, it's going to hurt others. Well, that in turn gets linked into our Gemara. Rav Sheshat's statement. Let's go back to Rav Sheshat. How is the water of Ole Bavil any different? 
the water of Ole Babel, the water in this pit, which was dug in Rav Sheshat's mind, is Hefkeb. It is different. Because on the, on the book side, the book's not going to be there anymore. On the water side, I could draw more water. Um, it's a pit. It's okay. going to dry out. You're well, taking. You want to tell me it's going to dry out? No problem. But there is a side to say it's going to be a new source of water that comes in. That's probably the, that's probably the, that's probably the root of the machlok. The last the last gemara that we learned distinguished between flowing water and collected water, and established that our case is collected water, which means it will dry out. So it's like a book. That's it's like the book. Again, it's an interesting point. The last Gemara did, when it was talking about flowing water, the Gemara kind of applied that. It said it's flowing water, it's not, this, this particle might be yours, but the next one is someone else, not per se from Hashem, but more than that, it's just, it's flowing. It's not yours at all times, it's someone else's. Over here we're talking about collected water. Um, you no, might, I think Jeffrey's saying too, because he's saying water can't be owned. He's saying water comes from Hashem. A well, I can own a well. The water... No. You're going to break into my house and take my Poland Spring bottles? No, no, no. That's you bought the bottle. Yeah, it's bottle. The point is, water could be, if it's collected in your well, it's your water. If I took it out, it's your water. Anyway, so that the Gemara then, again, the Gemara is not so far off from your logic, but it did it in flowing water specifically. So anyway, so it's Rav Sheshat, in turn, his understand the way he conceptualized and understands this collected water in this well by the Ole Bavil is it's Hefker. If it's Hefker, in turn, if I did it with you in mind, I'm losing out for another. It's not effective. Rav Nachman disagrees. Because you didn't lose out for anyone. Well, of course I lost out. No, no, you all were a shutaf. He had a partnership in this. You were only taking his stake in it out for him. You didn't lose for anyone else. You just redeemed. You just came and took the rebate on what he was owed, so to speak. This is his stake in it. That's the two ways of understanding this water. So again, says the Gemara, what's the mahloket in itmar? Three lines on the bottom. Milev rav nachman amar it's like the legs of, meaning the status of ownership is the one who it was filled for. We understand his opinion is shutafut. We understand the water as partnership. Rav Sheshat amar keragle hamemale. Rav Sheshat, alternatively, because he believes that the water is ownerless, it in, as a result would only be from a, a mechanism known as zechiyah, which won't be applicable when it's havle ahirim. Says the Gemara, "Be mykam miflege, mor savar bira dehevkerahu, umor savar bira deshutafehu." Those are words we translated and explained. Bira meaning the pit, shutafeh meaning own, a partnership, hevkerah meaning ownerless uh, status. Etive rava le Rav Nachman. Says the Gemara, we have a question, a response from rava to Rav Nachman. Now keep in mind. Rav Rahman maintained that the water in this pit is like a partnership. That was his opinion. That was his understanding. We're now challenging that from Rava. Here's how he challenges it from a Mishnah Masechid Nidarim. Keep in mind, Nidarim will be most similar to our type of situation in terms of establishing ownership. Because a Nidir, as we've discussed more than once, means that something that's yours is forbidden to me. Something that's mine is forbidden to you. When we're dealing with these amorphous cases, these cases which are not so clear, you need to determine, whose is it? Are you not allowed to benefit from me on this? Was this actually mine or is it not mine? That's why you can test out a situation of tehum, of whose ownership is it in this circumstance, uh, from a case in Nidarim. Here's the case. Hareni alecha herim. 
Cherim means uh, something that's Kodesh, something that's uh, for Bedek something that's for the Mikdash. It means it's off bounds, it's out of bounds with regards to benefiting from it. A way of saying my things to you are forbidden is a, it could be said in this fashion. Hareni alecha cherim. Anything that's mine, anything that comes from me is for you like Kodesh. You're forbidden. What's the halakha? Hamudar asur, says the Mishnah Masech Nedarim. The person who was sworn in, the person who was leveled the neder upon him is now forbidden to get. So I said, uh, listen, Jared, you're not allowed to benefit from anything. Anything that's mine is like Kodesh to you. You're not allowed to benefit from me. Alternatively, hare ata alay cherim. You know something, Jared, I, I, I'm just I'm going the ascetic uh, lifestyle. I don't want to get any benefit from you. Anything that's yours, anything that comes from you, to me is like Kodesh, I can't get benefit. Hanoderasur, the person who stated the vow, who uttered the, uh, the, the neder, he's the one who's now asur. What about if you make it a two-way street? Hareni alecha ve'ata alai. I say, Jared, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Anything that's yours is forbidden to me. Anything that's mine is forbidden to you. Shinehem asurim quite simply, each of us are forbidden one to the other. Here's the key lines. Umutarin, however, even though I now forbade something from you, maybe you forbade from me, we're nonetheless permitted in specific circumstances. What type of situations? Bishel ole bavil. Now keep in mind, what's Ole Bavil? Ole Bavil is this hard to understand situation. It's something where when they used to go up on Shalosh Regalim to Eris Israel, they would establish for the community, community public funds. We talked about the water. We'll have to address other situations. We're both permitted. What does that make you think already? Is the water in the well of Ole Bavil, is it partnership or is it that we're supposed to be thinking like that already. But you're forbidden one from the other on public that city um, uh, circumstances and uh, cases. I'll be a little bit more specific. I'll define for you matters which were permitted. Again, I say, Jared, no benefit from me. Maybe you, I even say, no benefit from me, from me, from you. Got it. Now, are we permitted in very public areas? After all, you have a stake in the public areas, as do I. For example, Har uh, Habayit. Are we allowed to go into Har Habayit, assuming we're Tahor, etc.? The Halachayis, as the Mishnah, we're allowed to. Why are we allowed to? Because it's absolute hefkir. Because it's ownerless. Because it's not that you have a stake in it and I have a stake. If I have a stake in it, Jared can't benefit from it. If he has a stake in it, I can't benefit from it. Halishkot azarot, the places in the Mikdash. Ubor shel emsa haderech, and if there's a well or a pit in the middle of the way, which is there for people to draw from, both me and he are permitted to benefit from it. Pause for a second and think about this again. Should we each be permitted to take from the war, water of the Borshel Ole Bavil? Let me analyze this again. What's the status of the Bor of Ole Bavil? We said it's a mahlok in Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshat. One opinion maintained Rav Sheshat, it's Hifkir, it's ownerless. Should each of us be able to benefit from the water of that well then? It's ownerless, absolutely. Nothing that, that he has in it, he doesn't have anything in it, is forbidden to me. Nothing that I have in it is forbidden to him. That's a clear proof that to be 
ownerless. It's for everyone. It's open to all. It makes you wonder about certain communal circumstances, which the poskim do plug into this Gemara. Is there ownership in them, in communal funds, in communal institutions, in communal buildings, and things of that sort? But that's very clear from this Mishnah. The other opinion, the Rav Nachman opinion, is going to be very difficult over here, because his statement was that the water of the Bor Ole Bavil is not Hefker, but rather Shutafut, it's partnership. If it's partnership, it might be a million or a hundred million partners, ultimately speaking, Jared should not be able to benefit from it if, if I forbade him from my things. That's what we have clearly stated here in the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah in its concluding words, Ironically, if we live in the same city, and I say, Jared, anything that's yours is forbidden to me, I can no longer walk on the street. I can no longer walk into the synagogue. I can no longer go to the bathhouse. Why so? Because he has a partnership stake, as do I, in each of those situations, each of those uh, institutions. Go ahead. Okay, to state it clearly, then, the Gemara is stuck. Rava is challenging in this moment, Rav Nachman. Let's very briefly summarize. The question is the Borshel Ole Bavil. If I fill it, for another person in mind as I feel from it, does that other person now have the status with regards to Tehumin as if the water is his? Mahloket Rav Sheshat and Rav Nachman. What underlies their Mahloket? What is fundamentally, not in terms of physical, conceptually, what is an Bor Shel Ole Bavil? Is it something which everyone has a partnership stake in, or is it something that's absolutely ownerless, and when I take from it, I acquire? Ironically, the second approach is more problematic with regards to Tehumin. The first approach, the Shutafut, the partnership, is easier, because now I'm taking what's already yours. We're proving from this Mishnah in Masech and Nidarim, where our statement is with regards to benefit, that a bor shel ole bavel is permitted for me to benefit from, even when I'm forbidden from Jared's possessions. Clearly, it's shel hefker. We in turn have a question on Rav Nachman, and we send it back to our circumstance in Tehumin to try to analyze further. Baruch Amen ve Amen